Sonic 1029 presents Top Ranking Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Cue the intro music. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. Temporary podcast theme song. This is temporary. It's not for long. That's Bryce Kelly over there. I'm Garner Andrews. This is episode number four. Of Top Ranking Podcast. Thank you for listening. Woo, we made it to episode four. That is fantastic news because now we get paid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what we should talk about right now? Tales of strict parenting, teenage oppression, and discipline that bordered on abuse. They didn't have to crown you. Take your car and your phone, but they did. And they spanked you. Wow. Speaking of discipline that borderlined with physical abuse... My mom never used the wooden spoon on me because she said it reverberated up her arm and hurt her. So she took the electrical cord off the mix master and folded that in half. Oh, boy. Yeah, this just took a turn for the... the, Oh, man. The minute you're taking cords off of appliances, then it's... (laughs) Ah, oh, she's my best friend now, and I tell you, the one time I got it, I really deserved it. <laughs> Is she your best friend because you're afraid of her? Absolutely not. She's half my size. <laughs> it's sort of like, have you ever played slow pitch or softball or anything like that? Not since I caught the ball with my face, no. Ooh. It's the <laughs> difference between using a wooden bat and an aluminum bat. <laughs> You use an aluminum bat and everything's good, and then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to kick it old school this time up, and I'm going to use a wooden bat. And you feel that right up your arms, right into your shoulders. Yeah. We had so many texts about spanking, getting grounded. Bryce, you don't strike me as the kind of guy that ever got grounded. I got grounded. Did you? I got grounded. I got spanked. Ooh. Did your mom, now, did your mom use an implement of discipline, or was it just bare hand? I remember it was mostly bare hand. I think I got the spoon a couple times. I never got the belt or anything like that. A lot of people got the the leather belt. A lot of people got the uh, section of Hot Wheels track, which is, to me, so it's actually ingenious because here you are as the disciplinarian. You're holding this thing that brings the kids so much joy, but it's about to deliver so much pain and so much sorrow. Yeah, it's called using your happiness against them. Mm. And it's pretty smart. I like the people who got it from slippers. Yeah, the pink fuzzy women's slipper. With the rubber sole, using that. Uh, Garner, Bryce, when we were young, my mom would be in so much of a hurry to hit us that she had no time to grab a beating instrument. She would use her bare hand with rings on it. She would frequently break little blood vessels in her hands, leaving her bruised for days. Who'd that hurt more, Doreen? (laughs) That's Carla working out a couple of things on the podcast today. (laughs) Triggered something in her memory, that's for sure. Uh, You there. Hey, my brother and I, when we were younger and we were out on the road and we used to get in trouble for mom, and we knew we had a spanking coming home, it was a race to get in the house before her, strip our pants off, and put on like four or five pair of underwear. And then she could have at us with whatever she wanted. You're bent over her her knee, reading an Archie Double Digest, and yeah, <laughs> she's just wailing yeah. away. Yeah, and we had to put on a bit of a show because it really didn't hurt that bad. What about this one too? We got this text. My sister failed math in grade ten. I was grounded for not helping her pass. I was in first year university. 
Oof, that's tough because it paints a very clear picture of who the favorite child was, uh-huh. and it was not you. Ooh, Melissa. Melissa is what we call collateral damage, Bryce. <laughs> She's not the favorite, that's for sure. The one who failed math, that's the favorite one. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast, available however you found it. You're listening to it right now, so just do that again. For some reason, we started talking about everywhere you go, you see a shoe on the road. For some reason, there are just shoes on the road. And sometime, if you're lucky, a couple of kilometers ahead, there's the matching shoe. How did they end up there? Yeah, it's weird how rarely you find the share, the shoes paired together. But if you do, man, it's like seeing a shooting star. I was driving to work this morning, and I saw a skate, like a hockey skate, <laughs> on top of a utility box, like one of those metal electrical boxes on the side of the road, just sitting there. Okay. And it was in the exact same place where I found a set of goalie pads. Last year, last winter, I was driving to work one morning, set of goalie pads in the middle of the road. That's someone just giving up on sports slowly, but it, they're giving up on it. Yeah. It's an angry dad <laughs> whose son or daughter didn't live up to their expectations driving home from practice, just throwing equipment out the window. Only winners get to wear pads. Yeah. Uh, I got this text. Garner, this summer I stopped to pick up a work boot I found on the road. I was riding my bike. Not even a kilometer later, I found the other boot. They were my size. Guess what I'm wearing right now? Mm. Gross. That is a little gross. I don't. My first instinct when I see a pair of abandoned shoes on the ground is not to see if they're my size. Yeah. I don't think I'm going to slip those on. I always look inside to see if there's a human foot in there. <laughs> there was, was that BC that had that weird amount of feet wash up on shore. Yeah. Yeah. Did they ever figure that out? I don't know if they did, but it is. it, it would happen often enough that you do kind of have to check and make sure that it's a clean shoe. Uh, Garner and Bryce, that person isn't using work boots they found. They're using boots that they rescued. It's actually a beautiful story. But, Bryce, the question is, who rescued who? Mm, that is a beautiful story. Oh, look at this. Uh, this is from Lyle. I have a theory about the one shoe on the road thing. It's an amputee driving home from the shoe store going, won't be needing this. Oh. <laughs> You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet. Where if you can dream it, there's definitely a porno about it. Garner, you know what a fan I am of television. And one of the most popular shows on TV started again. I can say fully that I've never seen a second of this show, but I can appreciate just how big it's become. Uh, this Is Us came oh, back yeah. for its new season. And it seems like a really weird show. The biggest reason I haven't watched it is because it seems it's designed solely to make people cry. That's the first thing. My wife watches that show. And her and her friends are talking, oh, my God, I cried so much. And I don't want to sound heartless, but doesn't it seem like everything these days is designed to make you cry? Whether it's a beer commercial, telephone commercials, they do that yeah. on, on TV. Uh Movies designed to make you cry. Greeting cards are designed to make... We are addicted to crying. Crying is the new laughter. There was a time in my life when the only thing that would make me cry was when I had to try and climb a gym rope in front of the other kids in school. <laughs> That's good stuff. Well, I, I will confess that I've watched the first season of This Is Us with My Wife and shed many a man tear. Mm, is she okay with that? Yeah, like I had to put a rule in place because uh, we're we're Netflix uh, bingers. Like we'll we'll save a show till we have a, a time and uh, just watch away. But 
I had to put a, a, a one episode cap on it because it's too emotionally draining for me. And then you got to watch like an old episode of The Office or something afterwards just like to recover from what's gone on. It's just it's too draining. Except for not Pam and Jim's wedding uh, episode well, no. of The Office no. because that'll just make you cry again because it's so bloody beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's a Jim coming in dressed as Dwight Day sort of oh, thing. Okay. You got to watch. Um, if you sat there and you binged four or five episodes of This Is Us back to back, you'd probably become numb to the tear, and you would no longer cry, right? Because your tear tank would be empty. Yeah, you'd just be kind of like a, an emotional husk sitting there on the couch. So what I'm move, saying is that maybe that's the way to watch those shows, is so that you're not a blubbering mess in front of your wife the whole time. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, maybe I did that wrong. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not your TV coach. Maybe you need to get a TV coach. Well, maybe I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if that's the thing. Yeah, we're kind of at a point now where you can just get triggered. You could be out doing anything, and something will just trigger something in you, and bam, waterfalls coming out of your eyes. You could be gutting an elk on your driveway, and <laughs> You could be in the middle of a chewing tobacco convention, and bam, tears. You could be touring... A beef jerky factory. You could be removing a bullet from your own shoulder using vodka to clean the wound and just be a mess. You could be diving off a cliff with a dagger in your teeth to rescue a dolphin trapped in a tuna net and You could be chasing a suspect on the top of a speeding train and just be a ball of tears. I'm not going to lie to you. My wife made fun of me on the weekend when Tiger Woods won the golf tournament. I was tearing up. She's like, are you really crying at this guy winning a golf tournament? I'm like, yeah, I'm happy for him. So. Well, yeah, that guy who cheated on his wife and got busted for a DUI. And he, yeah, he, yeah he, but we love a good comeback story. So yeah. anyways. <laughs> now, how hard were you crying when, when uh, Tiger won? I wasn't crying hard, but there's a few tears running down the side, just, you know, thinking you, of uh, all he's been through. And I'm thinking, why am I crying for a billionaire? <laughs> but yeah, anyways. <laughs> who, made, who made his own mess. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. At any point, did you have to bite your knuckle and turn your head and stare at the floor? No, no, it never got that bad. But okay. uh, when she started mocking me, I kind of uh, told her to go away. So, <laughs> <laughs> Go away. What's your name? Uh, oh, it's Derek. I was saying that we're addicted to crying. Crying is the new laughter, Bryce. It really is. It's a booming business, making people cry. Did you know there's a name for it? No. Oh, hey, Garner. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. Good. Just listening in on all this sadness on TV. And uh, I went to watch A Million Little Things the other night. But before I did, I went to the Rotten Tomatoes website. And I saw a term that just made me guffaw. It was hilarious. Uh, they call this new TV, they call it uh, trauma porn. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing ever, because they've just nailed it, right? So, anyways, I just thought I'd share that with you. So, I do you think feel of trauma like porn, it... when, you're, when you're losing it watching a show, maybe it'll make you smile. Yeah, I, I do feel like we are a little bit addicted to the taste of our own tears, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're listening to Top Ranking Podcast. It's on the internet, where no one ever responds to my urgent MySpace messages. Bryce, clearly, your favorite video of the week was the guy doing karaoke to tequila. Oh, my God. So I've been to karaoke bars a lot. I've never seen someone do this. I've never thought of doing this. But it's the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. This guy did all of tequila and just sat there stone-faced. It's incredible. 
Tequila. <laughs> there he's just stone-faced, standing there with the microphone. Is oh. why did that bring you so much joy, Bryce? I don't know because it goes on the whole. Vi- the video is two minutes long, but I think he did the entire song. And how many times does he say tequila? Three? Like maybe three. Yeah, that's and yeah, tequila is basically an instrumental. Oh, it is, and he's just sitting there, stone-faced, and then the countdown comes on and. Tequila. Like, he doesn't even put emphasis into tequila. Oh, man. It's just brilliant. It got us thinking about karaoke jams, karaoke no jams. Like, should there be uh, a karaoke no-fly list? There absolutely should be uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, You you can be overdone with a song. Like, I think we would say safely that Journeys Don't Stop Believing needs to be retired in the worst way. Mm -hmm. But there's other ones on this list that... Oh, boy. Well, Aha, uh-huh, Take On Me. Do you know that song? I do, yeah, sure. Yeah. It was like a, a pop classic from the 1980s, kind of harmless and everything, till you're standing up there with the microphone in your hand, and the first couple of lines of the chorus, you're kind of like, yeah, I got this, I totally got this, and then out of nowhere, you're blindsided by a note nobody can hit. Trust me, you might think you can hit that note, but you cannot hit that note. Let's listen to this for a second. <clears throat> Clears his throat. Here we go. Take me on. Take on me. Now, you might think you got this, but listen to this. I'll be on. Not a chance. No. 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 And again, you've bummed out the entire bar. I apologize for singing. Uh, I'm not much of a singer, but that's that should be on the karaoke no-fly list. Has anybody ever successfully pulled off, uh-huh, take on me in a karaoke bar? No, I don't think so. I think it's one of those ones that should be left alone. But if you can pull it off, and you better rehearse and look in the mirror and know you can pull that off, then maybe you're walking out of there with a sweetie under your arm. I'm <laughs> yeah, just saying. Just because you're so good at uh-huh. There's one thing the ladies like. It's a guy who can karaoke. That's what I always say. Yeah. Another one that I think I think uh, maybe would be wise to avoid if you're thumbing through the catalog. Oh, Bryce. <laughs> you know what that song's about. Never saw you in heaven. Oh, yeah. No. Man, what a bummer. If you've never heard the bit before, uh, look up Anthony Jeselnik. Eric Clapton. Do a little search on that. You do need to know a bit of history about that song. Yeah, there's many uh, things you need to know about that song. I don't know how much we need to dive into it. No. If you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but oh boy. Uh, maybe a song that should be avoided too, and I don't think we have it, is uh, Cats in the Cradle, Harry Chapin. Do you know what that song's all about? Oh my God. In the cradle with the silver spoon. Little boy blue and the man in the moon. Oh, when you're coming home. Wow, that is, that might be the most depressing song in history. (laughs) That is about an absentee father and what goes around comes around. I will give it uh, some credit, though. It's one of those ones that uh, the chorus is so well done and so catchy that you kind of don't 
understand how incredibly depressing yeah, this and song it's, is. And you could get trapped by this one in a karaoke bar, too, as you're thumbing through the pages. Go, oh, I'm going to do Cats in the Cradle. Because it's a relatively easy song to sing. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows the words the chorus, but everybody's singing along drunkenly. Cats in the cradle with the... What the... My dad left us, too. And yeah. next thing you know, everybody's bummed out. Yeah. A lot of emotions brought to the table, and suddenly yeah. it's not that good. I think knowing the the meaning of a song or the lyrics behind it is very important. Remember in Arrested Development when Michael Bluth and his niece are up singing karaoke and they sing Afternoon Delight? Mm. <laughs> that song is about I'm making a gesture with my hands. Uh, the So what are we putting on the karaoke no-fly list so far? Cats in the Cradle. Uh, Tears in Heaven. Tears in Heaven and Aha, uh-huh, Take on Me. And what did you retire? Journey. Journey needs Don't to go. Don't stop believing. Just because of overuse. It's a great song, but it needs to go. It has to go. Uh, but on the other side of the coin, I do have Uncle Bryce's Surefire Karaoke Jams. Mm-hmm. And these are ones that uh, if I were to say aloud, people would be like, what are you doing? But the second you hear it come on and someone starts singing it, the place loses its mind. Give me an example. 100% guarantee this comes on, everybody's singing it. Never made it as a wise man. Oh, I couldn't cut, cut it as a poor man stealing. Oh, yeah. Oh. Alberta's own. Is it okay to admit that this is a jam? I think it's a big jam. Yeah. Drumming it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This <laughs> Oh. And when you're up there karaoke and you point behind you to an imaginary drummer just as those drums kick in, God, that's next level. And the chorus kicks in. So sorry. A different story. Oh, yeah. Mistaken. Forehanded you a heart worth breaking. I've been wrong. I've been down. Yep. I just mumble through the chorus. I don't know all the words. I don't think you have to. Yeah. Just hit the right parts. We haven't fun yet. Yeah. So this is Bryce Kelly approved karaoke, Nickelback? Uncle Bryce's guaranteed karaoke jam, Nickelback. This is guaranteed to have you smooching a lady like a mule eating an apple? Mm, you're going to meet someone sweet that night. Another one, uh, and don't underestimate this song if this comes on. Oh, oh, I hate this song. We're going back in time a few years. I can't stand this song. <laughs> I'm not a perfect person. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to sit here and stare at you. No, keep going. Wish I didn't do. Do you know the next line? I Goes high. Yeah. It's all about the chorus. This was uh, this was junior high Bryce Kelly, though, right? This is. Yeah. Oh, man. Once the chorus gets going, this is the part everyone knows and that they'll kick into. Just want you to know. Oh yeah. I found a reason for me. Oh yeah. I found a reason for me. Who I used to be. Oh, to change who I used to be. Okay, He's now I'm looking I on the inside. Oh. I'm not gonna lie. I was looking up that video earlier. Uh, four hundred and ninety-seven million. Four hundred and some million views on YouTube for Huba Stank. The reason. Uh, not surprised they have not had a second big jam. Mm. At least one I don't remember. Okay, so Hoobastank is approved, mm. but for some reason, Tears in Heaven is not. Yeah. 
Weird that a song about a kid falling out of the 53rd floor would not make my guaranteed jam list. That was Top Ranking Podcast, starring Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Special thanks to USS for the temporary podcast theme song. Find them online at ussmusic.com. Guests of Top Ranking Podcast stay at my mom's basement because we're in a budget and she gets lonely. Two birds.